The following is brought to you courtesy of the No Phony Podcast Network, home of independent awesomeness. Hey folks, welcome back to Berks County Unsolved. This is your host, Casey Shearer. With me as always, Jim Adam and Ken Regal. Hi everybody. Yo. If you've listened to our other shows, we did uh, an episode on Gary Miller and an episode on Gary Redner. This will be our first show that's not about. This is a non-Gary based non-Gary. episode. If you got, if you came here following the Gary-related cases, yeah, this is not Gary-related. The Gary-related cases are over. Although we did well, they're get not over, they're still open. Right, they are still open cases. So episode one and two would probably work better for if they're looking to talk about Gary's. Sure, we did get some feedback from uh, some of our listeners, and. I also had this uh, this theory about the Gary Miller murder. Is uh, remember how his friend said that after they left the diner, that he went towards the city of Reading, and that and uh, that that wasn't normal. Right. Well, what if when he was on the phone with that person and decided that they were going to meet at the the head shop or the porn shop, that if he thought he was supposed to meet him at the one in the city and then realized when he got there that it, he was supposed to go to the other one. That's just okay. my thought. I don't know. Still doesn't explain who killed him. No. No, it's just my thought as to why he went towards the city. One of one of the reasons. I don't All know. Right. Just a thought. Well, why uh, did he end up shot and drive, drive into a tree? I mean, that's kind of the main Yeah, that, that would be really what you want to know. Right. Wait, there were two porn shops and he might have driven there's, to the there's wrong a, there's one. There's one Penn Avenue or Penn Street down in the city. There's a Head shop, porn shop, whatever you want to call it. So what Casey's saying is that he would he could have thought to need to go there, mm. but there's no parking lot there. No. And wasn't he to meet in the parking lot at the head shop? The okay. Shop. Well, we don't know that for sure. Oh. That's what the expert told us. I didn't tell you that. Oh, okay. No. I just wanted to make sure you were the expert. <laughs> Another listener of ours, uh, Sammy, says... Uh, he believes that Gary was at the stadium diner. Okay. And that's what right near, that's right across the street from the uh, Reading Philly Stadium there, right? Sure. Yeah. It's no longer the stadium diner. But Is that the one that's near the market? Right, right. near the bridge? No, that's uh, right 61. Across the wa- yeah. That's, this uh, one's right across from uh, Reading Philly Stadium. Yeah. Um, he also believes, this is a, a theory Sam has, is that uh, Gary might have... Uh, Wanted to come out, yeah, with a partner, and the partner didn't didn't want that didn't information want released. Oh, uh, okay. Right. I would, I agree with that, and that maybe that he had him killed or that he was the, the killer. And our listener Amber, she says that uh, she believes that you're right, that he did go to the porn shops. That he was like a like. How would you be able to know that if he back then there was no cameras and st- right. stuff like that that you know right. that he was a uh, that he did frequent the uh, porn shops and she thinks that it was the other gospel promoter wow that killed him so there you go that uh put it in the books <laughs> solved <laughs> call that one solved there's some theories just some theories on the uh, gary miller murder and uh and uh, if you have any theories on any of our cases, you can message us on Instagram or I think our our uh, email is berksunsolved at gmail.com. You think that? I'm pretty sure that's what it is. 
sparksunsolved at gmail.com. If you happen to have that email and you're getting an email for us, we'd really appreciate it that you get it, <laughs> that you get it to us. <laughs> Send it to Chicken Duck Podcast <laughs> <laughs> at right. gmail.com. Can we get into the business? I'd really like to get into the meat and potatoes Absolutely. of my day here. Absolutely. Uh, I have burning, burning questions that need to be answered about All right. this poor, poor woman. So our case today is about Lisa Carabello. Uh, Lisa was born October 25th, 1961 in Reading, Pennsylvania. She was the daughter of Robert and Cecilia Griffin uh, of West Lawn. She was a 1978 graduate of Wilson High School. This one was kind of a tough case to find stuff uh, out about. It doesn't look like there's a whole lot of information available. There's not a lot of information on a lot of these cases, and that's kind of why it's been taking us a little longer to uh, get get these episodes. Kind of the out. nature of the beast, I think, when dealing with unsolved murders. Yeah, yeah, I think we're probably, hopefully, not the only people that are actively thinking about this stuff. But well, hope yeah, I hope not. Sure, the killer, the killers probably think Jesus, Kelly, he's dark, man. Why are, why are murderers listening to our show? If you killed any of these people. <laughs> We'd no, really like you to come forward. He's saying that not only are people like trying to solve the case to f- and thinking about Lisa and her case, is that if the killer is still alive, that I'm sure it, that he thinks about it. He probably thinks about it every day. So what? All they know she she had the kids came home from work or to, from school mm-hmm. and so found her. Yep, February eighth, two thousand and one. Uh, she was found at the bottom of her steps. At her house, she had 21 stab wounds. That's insane. One of which punctured her lungs and another one, uh, an artery in her neck. That's insane amount of, that's a lot of work for somebody to do. Like on top of, because I think they stood at the top of the steps and slit her throat. Yeah. Jesus. Did she work? I don't believe she did work. Um, she was, uh, it says here that she was disabled after going undergoing two surgeries, and that was just before her 40th birthday, and she was 40 at the time of her death. Uh, it was the first murder in Moton in over 30 years. So definitely, like, what do they call that, a crime of passion? Yeah. Right. Whenever there's, like, like crazy 21 wounds. Right. Yeah. Like, that's not just something that a random person breaking into the house... No, yeah. I'm not going there to burg- and Nothing was told, taken. I don't think so, There was no, no sexual nope. stuff going on, rape or anything like that. So, yeah, somebody very personal for some sort of reason went there and killed her. Or yeah, uh, paid somebody else to kill her. Yeah, no, no sign of forced entry in the house. The, the husband, they were estranged. How did the husband avoid jail? So they were estranged at the time, and... He had uh, an alibi that he was working at his business at the time of the killing. It says that they, several months later, police obtained a search warrant for the home of a neighbor. Uh, they did seize evidence, but no, no arrests were ever made. Wow. That's insanity. Yeah. The fact that uh, there was no forced entry makes you think that she knew the person. Well, that's what I mean. There's so many things that point to that being him. Or I didn't see that neighbor line before. Yeah, and, and so so her husband, they they were estranged at the time. Uh, John Carabello. They dated in high school and then w- were married after high school. And he had he owned his own plastering, stucco, and stone business since uh, he was in his early twenties. 
and uh, did some uh, big time work around here, like at the Raya Temple. So somebody in our somebody said that they they think that he would have hid the knife. They're, they never found the right. They never found a murder weapon or anything. So, but as a contractor, as a contractor, I mean, yeah, there's a especially a, a plastering stucco and stone business. Yeah. Working with concrete and stuff, you know, I mean, it's not that hard to uh, it's it could very well be in someone's wall or floor right now. Yeah. Or just completely off the face of the earth. Right. Yeah. But I mean, so. And he's dead. He is dead. He passed away in. uh, Let's see. This is going to be a tough one to solve, boys. He passed away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, So John passed away. Uh, after a three-year battle of cancer, April seventeenth, two thousand and sixteen, he was re- he was remarried at the time. He was remarried at the time he died, not at the time that they. Right, 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 right. So I mean, he was he was like a big-time community guy. He was very well liked. He was a uh, vice president of the board at the outreach charity program, Restoring Hope Renovation Project. Uh, he also co-founded the Governor Mifflin Elementary Wrestling Program in 1985 uh, and re- was still involved with that for 27 years after until the time of his death. All that stuff aside, what what was his answer when somebody asked him what happened to your wife? He was at work. What, okay, so let's fast forward because this, this isn't the sister like there's a sister real close to Yeah, we'll right? get point. So... Uh, yeah, his alibi was that he was at work. So State Police Corporal Robert Hess, he was a cold case investigator for Reading-based Troop L. Uh, he, him here. he does believe that uh, Carabello, he was a person of interest and was interviewed by the police. Uh, but obviously, you know, no, no arrests were made. That's just crazy. I just... He wasn't even necessarily living there at the time either. Yeah, no, they were estranged. I don't care. Well, I mean, I how would care. how would he know her daily goings on? Like he wouldn't. No, but he could easily pay somebody to sit there with a knife for an hour or two. Yeah. Till she stood at the top of the steps, and then they. She didn't. If she didn't work, she was at home. What do you mean daily goings on? Doesn't sound like she got around too much. Could have got around a bit. Doesn't sound like it. But it was in her house. You look at the husband because there's really not a lot of information on this case, so obviously you want it to be. Well, this is all. Uh, the, we need to start looking at stuff that we can solve. This is depressing because solve it. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like it's so it's pre-technology. Everything like there was no phones or any Alexas or anything like that. That you know, like GPS on his work truck or anything that could. To me, it would be like. If Devin, God forbid, something happened to, like, the first person they'd look at would be me because I'm her husband, especially if we were estranged. Yeah. So I I would just need a little more. But, yeah, about you you said about her daily goings on. Like Jim said, I don't think she, I mean, it says here she had, like, uh, debilitating bouts of pain. Yeah. uh, Headaches, like, I don't know. You know, it says she eating and sleeping became difficult. I don't think, uh, I don't think she was getting around too well. I mean, she, it wouldn't have been hard. She Again, was then. So why mostly at home? You know. So why kill her? Why? Is there big insurance for that? For who? Not for him. Estranged husbands don't get well. Still married. But if 
But if they were getting, I mean, if they were going through a, a mean divorce, she might have been getting some of his money. She would have oh, been getting. Oh, absolutely. Or the cu- custody of the kids, or she was just being a drain on his life, or anything that he could see that. That's what I'm saying. Right. That there needs to be more of a, hey, this is how I didn't do this kind of explanation. But now, obviously, that's never going to come. Right. And I'm not pointing, I'm not saying that it's him. I'm just saying that would be the first place that I would. And I'm sure the police looked. So, but we should have that uh, officer or should have him on here, state police. Do you want me to start getting trying to get the officers of the that would be cool cases on? <laughs> Not just yet. If anyone has any information on this uh, case, Crime Alert Berks County is offering a reward of up to ten thousand dollars for information leading to an arrest. Tip line is one eight seven seven three seven three. Nine nine one three. So, uh, call him up. Any other thoughts on this one? No, man. This I wish I did. I think he possibly did it or paid somebody else to do it, and it hit his tracks really well. I, I believe. I so. I don't know, and I've never seen or, or heard an interview with him. So I, that would just be based on every television show I've ever seen in my life. That would be my. So I just found this in uh, in the notes. Whoa! Here. Breaking. Breaking news. Uh, it says, Kenny, you said about him he, that he wasn't living there anymore. It says... Uh, Sometimes. She was in the process of getting divorced. They were together for 15 years. He had moved out of the house the year before the murder, but occasionally spent the night there. Oh, uh, okay. So, knows what she's doing every day. Yeah. Yeah, but if he's spending the night there, you think they'd be on better terms? What, like better terms? Like I wouldn't stab her 21 times and slit her throat? Oh, you mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, why else was he there for the night? I don't know. Who knows, man? Drugs could have been involved. But you don't randomly, a random stranger does not show up and stab somebody 21 times. And not steal anything, rape anybody. Right, right. So, that's that's, that's my thought. If you know anything, call. Shoot us an email. If you're afraid to talk to the police. Check out our other show, Chicken Duck. Saturdays with Chicken Duck. It's a little more lighthearted than uh, than this. <laughs> it's got a lot less murder. <laughs> it's less murdery. Yeah. Once again, if anyone has any information, Crime Alert Berks County is offering a reward of up to ten thousand dollars. Call them toll free, anonymous tip line eight seven seven three seven three nine nine one three. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back again. Uh, in a couple of weeks with, um, Kenny made this suggestion here, so let's just see real quick. Uh, we'll be back in a few weeks with the case of Luis Wyant. Anyone has any information, like I said, message us on Instagram or uh, berksunsolved at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Goodbye.